Welcome to the uh, latest podcast from Progress with Unity, and we're going to start off today uh, just introducing ourselves. Uh, here am I, I'm Barry, uh, commonly known as Werbo around the sites, um, and uh, to the left of me I have... Sam. And uh, Dan. I'm Paul. Yeah, we're all here, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the game at the weekend, Latics and Celta Vigo. We're going to look at uh, some new signings that we've just acquired. Possible signs coming in. We're going to have a, a little look at the uh, Chelsea game coming up, and maybe if we have time, we're going to do a little uh, season preview. Anyway, we'll start off. Uh, Sam, I believe you watched the Celta Vigo game yesterday. What was your thoughts on it? It was 90 minutes. I would happily give back to to anyone. Yeah. What about the scene that Martinez put out? What did you think about it? Experimental. Um, clearly, to to look at certain players. Like Dave Jones, I think Watson as well was probably under the microscope a little bit. Yeah, and how did they play? Terrible. Did they? Yes. <laughs> Don't mention words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible. So we didn't pose any threats at all? Very few threats. Crusat engaged his fullback every time and looked a threat. Probably the best game in Elastic's yeah. Franco de Santo looked hard out of position. Yeah. And the young Fivey impressed again. Right. Uh, did you see it, Dan? Yeah, I watched uh, about an hour of it. Anybody stand out for you? Uh, not particularly, no. Right. I, I obviously made a fantastic save uh, just before I give up on it, but it, it really wasn't... It wasn't well, it was going the wrong way, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was Gordon Banks-esque, yeah. um, but yeah. no, it, was, it wasn't particularly impressive. A few of the young lads came on as well. Um, Musto. Musto came on and he, he played, I think like. he played left-back and spent most of the time as a winger, um, which yeah. doesn't bode particularly well. Um, but what worries me a little bit is when uh, De Santo played on the on the wing in Moses' position, where he has done quite a bit in pre-season, and if that's an, if that's going to be a new tactic, uh, if Victor does clear off to Chelsea, then we might be in a bit of trouble because it didn't work particularly well. And I don't think he's really he's not quick or, quick enough or skillful enough really to play out there. Right. Well, we brought a player into it, haven't we, uh, Paul Rayo Miachi? I should imagine he he's. If, Victor Moses is going to leave, he'd be taking his place, what do you think? Well he might, given that the Victor deal seems to be dragging on, it might have been dependent on him coming in to make sure you've got that cover and that replacement before you let your man go, make sure you don't get caught out. Right. Um, obviously we've seen him play a little bit in the Bolton game, he looks like a, a bit of a handful. Right. Um, useful, very useful addition to the squad I think. Good, good. Well we'll talk a bit more about me actually. In, in a moment or two, but getting back to the Celta Vigo game, uh, Sam, do, you didn't see it, did you, Paul? Sorry, no, oh, I was wasting it. time watching George Michael <laughs> singing rubbish. <laughs> Don't go, we're not going down that road, the longer and winding road. Anyway, uh, so Sam, uh, Ramis went off, didn't he? I mean, I, I know I saw on Twitter the official site tweeted that uh, that it, 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 there was no injury concerns and it was, it was pre-planned. Plan, yeah. But, uh, I just, I just wonder if Roberto Martinez thought, well, it's a plan move. We'll just let the team fall to bits. To be fair, the first twenty-five minutes where it, where Ramis was on the pitch, we played well, playing in the three-four-three that we've become accustomed to the last four-five months. Was probably the dominant side. We had half a chance where Baselli had the bicycle kick and put it out for a throw-in. As soon as Ramis went off, we switched to a back four with Musso coming in as an orthodox left back and. We did struggle. Lopez, in particular, again, uh, coming back to anyone who listened to the uh, recap from the Mioc again, we pinpointed him mm-hmm. as quite susceptible. 
and uh, he followed up true to form right it was a strange back three though weren't it Dan what we mm, had Figueroa yeah. Ramis Stroke Musto and, and Boyce is in there as well he's slotting it right back yeah. once Ramis went off I, I, I've been quite impressed with Ramis the first sort of 25 minutes he looked yeah. pretty he looked pretty solid but the rest of the jokers around him yeah. I wasn't particularly impressed by yeah. uh, I, I mean Chelsea played of course on, on uh, Sunday as well before all this kicked off and if they play anything like they did on Sunday going forwards then we might be we would be in a bit of trouble but right. you, know, you know this this was a team that went to Vigo without any of the internationals yeah. you know, Caldwell and Alcaraz were missing right. which you know Caldwell's a, I think is probably the biggest part of our, our defence he's, he's the only reason that thing stays together he's such a good organiser um, so it can only improve as soon as he comes back so yeah. we, you know, you've got to keep it in perspective it was a poor performance there was, a lot, of, there was a lot of our main experience yeah the, the real main players weren't there well, and, like I said keep it in perspective it, it was a friendly as well wasn't it exactly yeah. Yeah, they're not going to break any pots are they no it's, it's only, it yeah. is only a, a friendly kick get the fitness back together I mean, there, was, yeah. there was a trophy on on, uh, on offer wasn't there some pre-season thing yeah, that Vigo yeah. do every, yeah, every yeah. year but yeah, see, well, we, see, we've missed out. Yeah, <laughs> first trophy. That's the first morning. trophy of the season. Yeah. I, I was going to say uh, breaking in pots in, in families, but did you, anybody notice the ben, was it Benfica? Uh, they flattened a referee in Germany. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Louis Sow, the centre half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and he's it. a big fella. He just, you yeah. don't, he's you not one on ice with him. Yeah. Six, six yeah. foot four powerhouse from Brazil, isn't he? Yeah. Give him one. Yeah. Anyway, right. So Celta Vigo over with, lost our first trophy of the season, end of the pre-season friendlies and it's the real stuff coming up. So anyway, this last week we, we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, about bringing players in and somebody's joined um, the Lassics this week and it's Ryo Miace, the Arsenal player. Now, Paul's mentioned him briefly. What do you know about him, Paul? I know you said he, he played at Bolton last season. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's only a young lad, exciting talent, um, I say plays wide. Um, scored a few goals for Bolton. Um, good period out on loan in Holland. Um, that's it. I think he'd be a good addition to the squad. Right, right. Is call him something in uh, Japan, don't they? In in Holland and Japan, right. it's Dino. Rio Dino. I'm a Japanese Messi. <laughs> so if ever if ever one could come with higher praise. Yeah. I'm not, well, it's certainly come to this club. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Uh, was very impressive at Feyenoord. Um, I know they wanted to keep him, but Arsenal wanted to further his development on right. with, with English experience. I know Wenger thinks hell of a lot of him, right. which is always a good sign. Yeah. You know, there's not many plays he does get wrong. He wasn't in the uh, Olympics, either. No, he was pulled out because of injury. I think he had a slight knock, and Wenger asked right. that he wasn't. Considered because he'd, he'd have played otherwise. Yeah, but he's been on two of them with us, aren't he? In, in the yeah. season, I think he's in the Japanese squad for this this midweek game as well. Yeah, and, uh, he's he's a re- he's a real talent. I have a feeling he was coming in regardless of Moses, yeah, even or not. I have a feeling that was because so you know, yeah, we've only got one player who can play that position. So yeah, he's I been mooted quite a long time. Yeah, I have a feeling that's independent of Moses yeah. leaving. I think mm. yeah. the couple of the preseason rumours that. Have been right, and not necessarily straight away, but mm. come we, good. That's generally how the club works. So, is that we take our time mm. when it comes to purchasing, right. whether that's due to shrewd negotiation or not, it could be up to for debate. But yeah, in, in terms of in terms of what we do, things are very consistent. It's not 
oh, we've not got him, so we'll go and sign X, Y, Z, completely different. Yeah. Martinez will pretty much stick to a formula of what he wants. He has a shortlist of two, maybe three. Sometimes we don't always get the first one. Like Many times we've come in for De Santos from Spurs, and we mm. always seem to get thwarted on that one for what, for one reason or another. Well, they, they took an extra six months to get hold of Jambo Sejour, didn't they? Yeah, mm. exactly. You know, that was definite, that they, were, mm. they almost had him signed. Well, yeah. If anything, they took 18 months. They were, at, they were after him in the wake mm. of the World Cup. Yeah. And mm. then they decided to blow us out of the water, from what I heard. And mm. it took another year and a half until... Finally signed, thank God he did. Yeah, yeah. But uh, going back to uh, Miachi, yeah, last season one of, the, one of the biggest criticisms that, that we received, well not biggest, but a criticism that the club received was that we hadn't used our, uh, for a club of our size, we hadn't used our loan uh, facilities wisely enough. I mean we've got the guy from Chelsea, Van Arnott, who... Uh, mm. Yeah. Didn't cover himself in glory, did he? No. Yeah, he did a vanishing yeah. act, didn't he? Ah, that's very good, yeah. yeah like that. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like uh, Martinez got his fingers a little bit burnt with that and, and shied away from from one sign, isn't it? So, I think in January there wasn't. Uh, I think we did go in for Miachi, right? And because of the good work Bolton had done with Wilshire, uh-huh. they were given yeah. that privilege. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, a good loan signing, I think that Miachi. So we've, we've got the uh, possibility of, of making another one, yet, haven't we? I mean, well, there's. I've heard that um, if it wasn't Roberto. Certain members of the club were at the Bolton against Barcelona B mm-hmm. friendly game, um, looking at signings for Barcelona. Was that Huddersfield? Huddersfield uh, and Bolton. Yeah, they played. Oh, right. They played both of them. They played both teams at once. Uh, well, they're probably good enough. Probably still win. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would win. Wednesday last week and Friday last week. Yeah, right. uh, and apparently we're Wigan representatives at least one of the games. So right. apparently they're looking at loan signings in for Barcelona, which if they're, you know, if their first team's anything to go by, they certainly uh, they certainly do well. What it certainly isn't is Jordan Rhodes. Well, talking about signings, I mean, I've uh, heard, read. And I've even written myself about uh, uh, Aruna Corner, who's um, Exeville player, playing in La Liga with uh, Levante. Levante, yeah. thank you for that, yeah, playing with Levante. Had a cracking season last season. Uh, I know we've been in for him in the past. Uh, Spanish newspapers are heavily linking us with him. I know Fulham have reportedly made a £7 million bid for him. I don't know if that's true or not. But. Uh, uh, strong. He was left out of uh, the Levante side at the weekend. They played Villarreal in a pre- the last preseason friendly. He's been left out. The strong rumours over there is that he's about to move. Do we think he's going to come to us? I'd say yes. Anybody agree? Disagree? I've heard that he wants to come to Wigan, right. and he want, he'd like to work under Roberto Martinez. But we've not. We aren't willing to match Levante's extortionate asking price, which is something about. Nine or ten million euros. Well, which is no chance, then, ridiculous. The thing is, if the player like wants to go to a certain place, yeah, yeah. as we've seen with Ivan Ramis, he, he was reportedly yeah. waived his yeah. transfer fee to join up with Wigan. We might see that with him as, as well. But Levante's only si- only just signed him, aren't they? A couple of weeks ago. Well, Levante are a very very clever club. They've, yeah. uh, they did the same thing last year with uh, Felipe Caicedo. He's yeah. at Man City. They loaned him in. And then signed him for, for very little, and immediately sold him. I think for about ten million euros. To yeah, did he go to Rubin Kazan? I think yeah, or, somewhere in Russia. Russia. What, yeah. what they do with the loans, Juventus, is they usually have a small option to purchase fee. Yeah. Players who aren't getting games, like Sassado mm-hmm. and uh, Corny. Yeah. Usually about around about a million euros. That's what they play for Sassado. Yeah. City was splitting feathers because he had a cracking year at 
Yeah. They got him on this really small option. Okay, and, and then they exercised the right yeah. to buy. Yeah. And what they did yeah. with Corne was he had to play, I think it was a... He had to score 18 goals. With 18 goals, he yeah. was on 15, yeah. so we stopped playing him. Because it was an automatic recall to Sevilla on a bumper contract. <laughs> so again, the exercise right. the option. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, they're, they're the poorest club in the league. They're, I think their annual budget is what Real Madrid pay just to Cristiano Ronaldo in a year. Uh, which, which is absolutely ridiculous. So they, they got into Europe last season. They were top of the league for three or four weeks they were, yeah. in December. Yeah. They um, played Motherwell, didn't they? In the, uh, yeah. yeah. It, was, yeah. it was all down to his goals. And he led the line for yeah, a He scored everywhere he's been except for Sevilla, where he had an absolute nightmare with injuries. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was at PSV. He was. He scored goals. Yeah, yeah. I think he was one in three at PSV. Yeah, yeah. 28 as well, then. So he's mm. uh, in the prime. He's a big lad. Yeah. He's a big lad. experience with Ivory Coast yeah. while playing with Drogba. Yeah. Perhaps the new Henri Camera. It's that sort of player. It's yeah. quite quick. What you small, know what the goal is. Small nippy. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a bit better built than Camara, mm, to be honest. Yeah. You could see him playing through the middle, where with Henri, I don't really think you could see him no. playing as a, as a target man like DeSanto does. So. Yeah. So do we think he's coming? Like I say, I think he's coming, but uh, not for 10 million. No. The thing is, if the rumours go massive, then they often tend to just die off if nothing happens, you know, nothing happens and then the rumours just die off. Mm. It seems to be that he's going to be moving though mm. because it's... Uh, well, he will, he will definitely move this summer, but whether yeah. it's to Wigan or not, we'll right. have to wait and see. So, I'm doubtful. Oh yeah, why, why is that, Sal? Because we had the chance to get him right. twice before and we, we wouldn't pay a small fee, so I can't see us paying a larger fee for him. I think we may look elsewhere. Elsewhere? Elsewhere, like... Anywhere in particular? I know Olden Wing is somebody that we like Who? a lot. Olden Wingy. Oh yeah, from West Brom. We yes. were in for him last season, weren't we? We was. Yeah. The price has come down quite a bit right. due to behaviour. Right. So there He's, might be a chance there. He didn't play much last season, did he? Score many. I think it was ten in twenty eight, which I'd take off Grief. any of our strikers to be honest. <laughs> Grief, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so yeah. I, mean, I think it's fifty I think it's twenty five League goals and something like 60 starts, which is one in two, which, are West, that. which isn't far off one in two, which mm. are West Brom. Yeah. Can't be sniffed at. No, yeah, whatsoever. He had that purple patch, didn't he, the season before? Where yeah. He banging yeah. Him yeah, he was on fire, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And the bright lights of Juve, Juventus were, yeah. were touted in, very, in various quarters. But Sorry, West Brom have also signed quite a few forwards, haven't they? I mean, they've already got long there, but they brought in. Well, they like, already had long, they already got Fortune. They yeah. brought in Ganassi, who's like a wider forward. Again, probably could have fitted in at Wigan. Rosenborg from Sweden. Uh-huh. Marcus Rosenborg. And then Lukaku on yeah. loan. Yeah. Which again, would have been one I'd like, but I think the Steve Clark factor. Yeah. Being ex Chelsea. Yeah. Helped that a hell of a lot. Yeah. For West, for West Brom. Right, so Odin Wingy could be a, could be a goer. I mean, we, we reportedly offered a million, but I'm told it was more like four million last summer, so. Um, do you think we're getting a little bit less than that now, do we think? I think somewhere around four or five million pounds, which is what we've been linked with, with Corny. Right. So, I would I would much sooner see us spend five million pounds on Alden Wingy than I would on Corny. Oh. I'm sceptical about Alden Wingy. I've not been, I'm not entirely convinced. I know he scored goals, but there's something about him that I'm not... I'm not convinced he'd be able to do it at Wigan, well, so I'd, say I'd, I'd much rather have Colin. He's had Edmund. the opportunity to force a move in the last season, mm. and as well, decided against it, and 
he's had discipline issues which yeah. kind of makes you think mm, mm. there's something else that makes you go maybe not with both of those players Corny and Oden Wingate it's the African Cup of Nations as well mm. this time so we could you know if we signed either we could be losing them in January but we would have pairing injuries players in depth this time yeah. with DeSanto Baselli mm. to, to, to maybe say well yeah we can afford to lose a striker mm-hmm. for, for a month this yeah. time where in the past I think like when, when Diame went last year the chips were down weren't they for yeah. a long mm. way because we thought whoa yeah. but that turned out to be it did turn out yeah. to be a blessing move, in didn't it? It, opened it, up. it did turn out to be a blessing in disguise I should have had versus test sometimes yeah. yeah and we did well one player won't be coming to us is Marco Papa the Guatemalan international uh, plays for Sh- or played for Chicago Fire um, we still does he still mm-hmm. does Until but December. Dan's got a bit of news on, on uh, yeah he's, he's signed a pre-contract agreement with Heron Vane in the Netherlands right. and he'll move at the end of the MLS season so in January yeah, so all the uh, all the talk of him coming to the Latics yeah. unfortunately was just he that. even tweeted about it as well yeah and he's made it the, the yeah. DJ from Guatemala <laughs> whatever his name is DJ Guatemala right so anyway our uh, that's our incomings what about our outgoings we've, we've predicted um, every week I think we predict that Victor Moses is going to be on his way but Paul is still here what's happening I think they're just making sure Uncle Dave drives a hard bargain and Uncle Dave is getting his pennies worth yeah uh, I think he will go um, before the start of the season or certainly before the end of the window obviously do you think he's got to the stage now where we need him to go do you think like the supporters have got fed up of listening to it and he's, you know I mean I know he's not himself come out and said publicly I want to leave but that's the sort of message we've been getting especially from from Dave Whelan yeah I mean I, I think from a supporters perspective there's definitely a, a degree of support that is fed up with all the haggling and all the messing about and I, I think some of that is down to the fact that there's nothing else to talk about yeah well, um, that's a point <laughs> there's no actual football going yeah, on um, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the bids, uh, the, the valuation and the bid were far apart to start with and it's taken Chelsea a while to realise that, you know, mm. we are not a pushover in terms of selling players, we're selling them because the, the price is right and because we're going to be able to take that money and do something with it. Yeah. Therefore, if he doesn't go, he doesn't go. Maybe he also mm. rang in on to him because... Obviously, we play Chelsea on Sunday, and we don't want it to play against us. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's a big. Mm-hmm. I think either way, whether he goes or he stays, he won't play again. He won't play in that yeah. game. It'll be in his contract. Yeah, they'll, they'll make sure he doesn't play. I don't think he gets in the team anyway, but that's a yeah. that's a separate point. Yeah. Mm. And uh, our old mate Connor Salmon, um, been likened to um, some guy from Bilbo. I've noticed on the uh, guy he took care of. Yeah. Mm. Um, what do we think of that? <laughs> He's a far, far worse player than Geiger took care of. That's not, that's not, that's not beat around the bush. He's well, they're both bald. I think right. that's yeah, they're both bald and they work quite hard. That's where <laughs> the similarities end. Right. Well, the, I mean, Takeiro's probably one of the best target men behind Llorente in Spain. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, he's a really, really good. They basically just bring him on for the last twenty minutes of every game. The fans love him. He just runs about, bombs about up front. Um, and he's you know he chips in with a few goals as well. And he works incredibly well with with Fernando Llorente, who right. is leaving Bilbao, so he might Tuchero might be the main man this time around. Right. Um, but I to, to compare him to Conor Salmon, I'm afraid is 
Well, Connor Salmon's one point two million. Do I have a county? That's the latest rumor, Paul. What do you think? Would you would you take it, or or would you sooner keep coming up, uh, Salmon on board? I'd take it. To be honest, I'd, I'd, his first touch isn't quite what it needs to be. I don't think. I think he and he's saying about having a guy coming on late and giving it his all. When I've seen him come on, I've not. I've seen a lot of him. I mean, against West Ham, obviously. He paid his money in that one game, but that was his best game by a stretch. And I see him come on and run around. You don't see him come on and run around effectively and make a difference. You can see him come on and run around, but it's about having an impact and making a difference to the game. Yeah, uh, the other thing for me, I, I mean, I always, he's our player, I always feel for our players, and he's 25 now and he doesn't play. He, he gets 10 minutes here and there. And I think for the sake of Conan Salmon and his career, I mean, it's like what we talk about Moses going to Chelsea, he's going to be sat on the on the bench, he's going to ruin his career. I think Conor Salmon needs to kickstart his career and a move to a championship club could just do that for him. In, you well, know, he, he was on the fringe of the Ireland squad, weren't he, at Kilmarnock? When, yeah, when he was banging yeah. goals in the SPL, albeit a lower standard of league, with no disrespect to the SPL. But he was on the fringe of the Ireland squad. I doubt Trapatone even knows where he's at. Mm. Yeah. Right now, so he's just not quite good enough. He's one of them yeah. where he's, yeah. you know he tries he tries really hard. He can't fault his effort, but he's just he's just not quite good enough. Technically, he's not quite good enough, and I think the championship really is is, is probably his level. Yeah. Uh, he's fine banging eighteen and in six months for Kilmarnock, but yeah. as we've seen with so many players who come down from Scotland, is the gap in quality unless you are really really good, it's just too much to bridge. Yeah, so maybe his comments in the in the media are for his percentage when he's saying, "Oh no, I'm quite happy at Wigan. I yeah. want to stop here." <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the other thing is that you'll 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 see a lot of players in interviews. They say they want to play the highest level they possibly can. Yeah, and it may be that he thinks, "Well, I'm earning similar type of money. Let's never forget that you know at the end of the day, it's a job." Yeah. Um. So he might think, "Well, I'm not going to get much better money at, at, at any championship club, but I'm going at Wigan." Mm-hmm. It's the highest level I'm ever going to play. Yeah? If I stretch this out for however long his contract is, I think he's got a four-year deal when we got him. Fair play to him. I mean, it's one of them. If he thinks he can really yeah. do it in the Premiership, mm. stick yeah. to your ambition and, and see, yeah. see, see how far it takes. If, he, if he's willing to put the effort in, in training and in proof. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he's got that much. He's got some assets that, that are very good. Yeah. I mean, he's got a turn of pace on him. He's a big lad. Yeah. And I think it's just, you catch that, and, and you know, I, I criticised his first touch, but sometimes that can just be sharpness. Yeah. And, and if he picks that up, he could be a, could be an Andy player. But mm. yeah, I, I think at this stage, I, I don't think we're getting too, time. too critical of him, do I? I mean, mm. we're not b- no. criticising him as being like a waste of space or anything. But it's just whether he's good enough for the level that we're playing at. That's what is that? Am I right in saying yeah. that? Yeah. I mm. think with Emil Lesky being at the club at the moment, which I'm assuming we're all aware of yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the development squad, the first thing I would have done was was say to Emil, can you come and come and help this young man out? Because similar kind of powerful, mm. tall, players in the same position. Crap first touch. <laughs> Whatever you say about Emil Esky is that in certain aspects he led the line very, very well. Yeah, probably better than anybody at anyone at this club, at yeah. this level anyway. You were brilliant for us. So I think, you know, bringing certain tips in Mm. Whether whether he's um, you know Emil scored enough goals for the media for England yeah. and for Villa mm. is another thing. But in terms of some of his aspects of his game, that's Michael Owen, who his favourite strike partner is, and he's played with some good ones. Mm. Yeah, mm. the top top of the list. 
is always Emil. Emil Asker, yeah, legend. There's a, a lot of talk and a lot of debate about our formation and our tactics and what we've played. Do we play 4-3-3? Do we play 3-4-3? Do we play 4-3-2? Whatever, whatever it is. I mean, what do what do we play? Do we? Is it a is it a fluid formation that shifts and turns? It, yeah. it's, it's a hybrid. Right. Mm-hmm. For me. So can, what do you mean by that? It can be anything, it, depending on which. For, if you for, if you throws ten different shots a, a Wigan playing, you'd probably come out with three, four different formations that you could say. When we're in defence at certain certain times, you'll say it's five, four, one. In other in other periods, you'll say it's three, four, three. In, I think in other in other stages, you'll even say it's five, two, three. Where you've got three forward players two central midfielders mm-hmm. but you've got wing backs and then depending on your philosophy do you class wing backs as defenders or not our, our wing backs are they like yeah. extra tackers aren't they this is times. the problem with, with the idea of formations it's a very outdated system formations just where people stand for kick off yeah. really. it's so yeah. fluid nowadays that like like saying it's just, that people pop up all over the place and it's it's much much too it's too fluid to really. I mean, we were speaking. We were speaking off recorder about Sean Maloney and the difference between Maloney on the, on the nominal left position and Crusat was that Crusat was playing as a winger, where when Maloney plays and Gomez playing that position, they pop up all yeah. over the pitch and make triangles mm, and, make, yeah. and they, they help us cycle the ball around. Yeah. It's, it's very very yeah, similar. I, to I noticed um, in the Mallorca game we were playing four at the back, but we weren't. We were playing five. It was. One of the wing backs would go forward, the the, they'd all shuffle across, the other one would drop back in. Mm. And then as the ball moves away, that would fluidly switch to the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah like I say, it's, it's where you stand for kickoff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then, the other thing with Maloney, is when you talk about Maloney, that when we played Newcastle, he was taking the ball off the back four. Yeah. You know, so, or the back three or whatever it was. He was dropping, he was the receiver. He was like the quarterback, weren't he? Picking yeah. it up and then looking around. So, what, how do, you, what, do you think we finished the season playing this particular style of football that we did? Um, is this? Do you think this is the future? Like talking about the season that's coming up now, is this is that model going to be what we're going to adopt for this season? Do you think, or again, do you think it's going to be changing, and, and or is it a wait and see and see how it goes? Wait and see. I think mm. we'll adopt that approach to start with. If it doesn't work and we're losing games, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll go back to something more like a four-two-three-one or four-three-three. It's probably already looking at how to adapt that particular method Again. that we used into yeah. the next iteration. Yeah, and stay one step ahead that's, of the, yeah, the people catching up. The advantage of, of from when we started playing with three at the back, not the only. There's only one team in Europe that plays that way. That's Napoli, yeah. Italy. Yeah. So nobody knows how to defend against yeah. it because they don't have to defend against it. Now though. Man City started like that on Sunday in the Community mm. Shield, so it's becoming more and more well known. Now, they haven't tried it. Well, yeah, they were, all, they were absolutely hopeless, weren't they? they so it's, it's, becoming, as well. yeah, yeah. it's becoming more and more well known, so I think it's, yeah. there is going to have to be adapted and evolved. But that's it with sort of like football, though, isn't it? I mean, the coaches are so good, so quick, mm. and the scouts, and they, they suss things out, and then you've got to do that. I think that's why when we were talking about um, like second season syndrome it's when teams get, get caught it's not never second season syndrome it's after Christmas isn't it yeah. as soon as you get the second half of that first season all the newly promoted clubs results start to suffer and it's because the surprise element has gone mm. now hopefully the three four three surprise element we can adapt that and uh, keep on surprising a few teams he's, look, he's, a very, he's a very intelligent man Roberto Martinez so I mean he's, he's, you know, he's the only one paid to manage a football club 
So I'm sure he'll have something in mind. Well, you know, out of us, out of us, out he's the only one who's been actually paid to to come yeah. with tactics and stuff. Yeah. So I yeah. imagine he'll have something on right. his sleeve. Good. Well, I hope so. Anyway, right. Nineteenth uh, of August. What does it mean to people? Nineteenth of August. League debut. Day after, day after my birthday. Day after Paul's birthday. <laughs> they moved well, it, so I could have a party. Right. <laughs> day well, after my mum's birthday as well, ironically. I didn't even think of that until yeah, I mentioned it. Uh, so you're not a mummy's boy then. So obviously we play Chelsea on the 19th of August, which is this Sunday. And it's the, the kick-off uh, for the uh, new season. But if we go back 34 years uh, to 1978, it was it was... The first game as a football league club that we uh, competed in. Sam, do you remember where that was? Edgar Street in Hereford. Yeah, it was before you were born, though, wasn't it? It was before I was born, <laughs> but I'm sad enough to know yeah. who, like, who took us out and various other. Yeah, Edgar Street, Hereford. Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not young, too young to know. I didn't go to that game because I was playing that day myself. I played at Baycup Borough for Wigan Rovers. <laughs> And I was sober and I never got on. And I was gutted because I'd missed that game. I was really gutted. Nineteenth uh, of August. So this is like an historical, an historical day in Wigan Athletics uh, history. So with that in mind, I mean, do you know? Uh, do we all know what score it was that day? Nil nil. Nil nil. Yeah, nil nil. We did score for the first three games that we played as a league club. So it was nil nil. What I'm hoping for is this Sunday it won't be a nil nil again. What do we think about this Sunday? Another piece of, of, of history as well before I move on to that. Uh, we played Chelsea back in April this year. Do, do we remember the game at Stamford Bridge? Yeah. Do we remember what happened? <laughs> we do. We got robbed. We did mm-hmm. get robbed by the linesmen. Well, the line and the officials in general, wasn't it? Uh, the linesmen mainly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That lines man was uh, a guy called Dave Bryan, and he got suspended for the rest of the season. I don't know if he's back or not. But the referee that day was a certain Mike Jones to, from Chester, mm-hmm. little Mike with his nice haircut and the very fussy referee. Not one that I like, but he's actually going to be in charge this Sunday as well. Fabulous. Yeah, I mean he he missed the uh, he, um, Ivanovic taking out Sean Malone. Yeah. I didn't see what in the build up to the last goal, um, but. Luckily enough for us, the assistants on Sunday are somebody called Bezik and Halliday. So we've got different uh, different officials, apart from the man in the middle himself. So, Chelsea. We've got Chelsea coming on, on uh, Sunday. What do we think? They've, they've made a couple of signings, haven't they? They've got... Uh, the few. Yeah. E- Eden Hazard, probably going to be starting, do we think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he'll be the only one out of the new signings that will probably start. Okay. Uh, so... The way they, they, they lined up on Sunday in the uh, Community Shield, they had checking goals, Ivanovic, Luis, Terry Cole, Mikel Lampard, Ramirez, Mata, Hazard and Torres up front. Do we think they'll be, uh, can you see that as a possible starting eleven for them? Yeah. 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 I think that'll be the team that we see. And out of that then, who, who can we identify as the threats, the main threats? I know it's, it's quite difficult because they all compose a threat, but yeah. I mean, if we're specifically looking at players, who, who, who should we be aware of and perhaps afraid of? Where do we start? I think, I think it's interesting, the Chelsea, this time out, because yeah, they've just become European champions, but now the, the guy who was minding the shop. He's now in charge, so he's going to be trying to make it 
his own changes the same way as AVB did. Then mm-hmm. no, no, I want my squad. I don't want, I don't want this inherited squad. And I think that might prove a bit interesting for for them. Okay. Uh, I'd fancy us to to get something. The nil nil that you said you didn't want, I'd be more than happy <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah, I agree with Paul. I think it'll be sticky this year. Yeah, mm, I don't rate David Taylor as a coach at all. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not just that. He played. He won the Champions League with defensive form. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to him. They've done it. So you, yeah. you can't take that away from him. They've signed a lot of similar players this year. Uh-huh. In, they already had one in Massa, who's good. He's not world class, but he's good. Very good. They've gone and got Hazard, who's seen as the next big thing in Europe. Good signing. We'll see how he adapts. I thought he's, fall, he's falling over. <laughs> I was hoping someone would bring that, that up. he brought up in the Community Shield was, was fantastic. It mm. was reminiscent of Ronaldo when it he was first year at United. Absolutely yeah. Some of the dives and the trip-ups and the back heels that he was... So he's bound to score an hat trick now. After right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same as Torres, I'm trying to hold back on what I think of him as well. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be sticky. Oscar, I remember the, the Brazilian kid who's not going to be playing on Sunday. I watched him play uh, in a friendly, the Messi friendly, with the uh, Messi mm-hmm. got an hat trick. And Argentina beat Brazil 4 3. And Messi scored an hat trick and wasn't the best player on the pitch. It was Oscar. I remember texting a mate of mine and just saying, watch this guy play he was fantastic mm. but they're all of a certain type and I think it'll take Chelsea a good long while to get out of the Terry Big long ball for a battering ram to knock down for Super Frank to score a deflected goal Yeah, I think they will, they'll have a few sticky patches this year Lampard weren't the player last season were he yeah. I mean, he's formed I thought considerably last season but I, I like Ramirez if I'm being honest mm. I think he's a cracking player uh, and he's a big threat for me Um Mikel, he's uh, solid in midfield for him. Um, I should imagine he'll be doing quite a bit of uh, kicking chunks out of the wall there. Very tenid out. But there is, there is ways to get out of Chelsea, isn't there? There is ways to get out of Chelsea. They're not as good as they were defensively under Mourinho. I don't. David Luiz, for all his qualities, isn't the greatest of defenders. The greatest out there, aren't they? Oh, he's, he's magnificent. He's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And John Terry is, is going. He's, he, he's gone into reverse gear. A couple of years ago, and he's he's not stopped. He's dropped off a cliff, uh, and he's no nowhere near the player he was. And I don't think Ashley Cole is it either. I think it's only because of a lack of competition that he's still the best left back in Europe. Mm. So I mean, that bat line is not great. And Petr Cech, I mean, we saw it at the European Championships. He's had three really really poor tournaments in a row now for the Czech Republic. He was throwing goals in all over the shop. So if if he can be challenged, then. You know, he's still not recovered from that horrific injury that he had. So they, they can definitely be got at at the back. But the only problem is going forwards. They're a different. They're a different. Completely a different team this season. Four apiece. Could be. Let's <laughs> hope so. Four apiece. That will what a start that'll be. Mm. I think Chelsea can be moved around at the back. Yeah. Um, if you get te- if you get Terry facing his own goal yeah. in a chase, you're going to win. He also doesn't cover well on his left shoulder. There's a lot of space that gets made, made into yeah. the incision between Cole. Who naturally gets forward and pushes wide. That that channel, I've seen Chelsea exposed on many occasions, and England, to be right. fair. So. Well, plus we've got Chelsea all by uh, Franco, aren't we playing for us? Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, the, you know. And he's always mm. been a threat. Mm. There's been games where people have always said, "Oh, Disanto." He has his games where he scores goals, no problem. But he always has his games where you think, "Lad will never score." Works hard. Yeah. But against Chelsea, he's always been a threat. I remember the game down here last year. 
he had one cleared off the line yeah. with somebody's hand I think, I think it was Ivanovic it was Ivanovic yeah. speaking yeah. of yeah. We'll, we'll probably come to him <laughs> later pants all day maybe, yeah. Yeah. and he had one cleared off the line at the bridge as well yeah was it JT it was captain leader legend wasn't it yeah I think it was JT yeah. so yeah. I think there is a goal in there for him and I think he, I think he raises his game yeah well I mean my, my prediction for the game is a 1-1 to be honest I mean that's what, the way I see it going Um and I think I think we'll take take the lead and they'll come back and snatch snatch a, a late equaliser. But uh, yeah, so what, what do you think, Paul? <coughs> I, I I like you nil nil. I like you one one. I'll, yeah. I'll you know point yeah. to start out against the European champions. You're good. That's I mean European yeah. champions. You've said it. Yeah. yeah, and and you know starting off with a point, start to build a bit of confidence, and and away we go. I mean I think we got undone by. Yeah getting battered by City, having made a semi-reasonable start and it's avoiding those things to build the mm. confidence so that you can then go away and show yourselves against these teams and, and yeah. start dishing it out. I always think we play well against Chelsea at all. Do. Ever, Ever since we beat them that first time, still one of the best performances I've seen from a Wigan team. We've beaten 3-1. At all. Yeah, yeah, it was, that yeah. was the greatest Henry Thomas game. Oh, yeah. He was the a machine. Yeah. The lad has struggled ever since, and yeah. he's now not got a club. But that yeah. particular day, he was the best holding midfielder in the absolute yeah. world. That was a good, yeah, we played well. But even the, the first the first game of the uh, Premier League, of course, when we lost one 0 Even mean, the three two the year after. Mm. Yeah. last minute goal again yeah. yeah we've had some great games against mm. Chelsea in the years at home I mean even when you go back I mean, if I go back to uh, 1981 uh, when we beat them in the, in the League Cup I've just thrown that in because I know you lot weren't bothered <laughs> but uh, I mean that was a fantastic game we all beat them 4-2 in the League Cup that goes back to Tommy Go. It was before Tommy Go. That was 1980 in the FA Cup up at Stamford Bridge with Tommy Go. Yeah, but uh, it was Mark Wignall who scored a couple of goals that day. Well, I'm thinking of, but anyway, never mind. Yeah. So, uh, so have you given us your prediction, Sam? I've not. Uh, I think Dan oh, never no, actually no, did. No, I, so. I mean, my heart says we'll take a point off him. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying hard to convince myself that we will. Right. But I have a feeling that one. One of Matter or Hazard will have a really good game. Right. I'm a little bit worried if they do. And I think my head says I think we might lose narrowly. It'll be a good game either way though. We'll give them a good game. We need a performance. They'll be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Happy with the performance. Transitional period for Chelsea. Yeah. Jaw dropper. One nil. Right. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed for that. Fingers crossed. Right. So. Which you know, none of us has really predicted us to lose, have we? I mean, old Dan was half yeah. and half. But well, don't get me wrong, I can see them beating us 4-0 on, <laughs> on the other side of my mind, yeah. with it all clicking. But I do, just from what I saw, well, I've seen them in pre-season, I watched them against AC Milan and they absolutely stunk the place. I mean, yeah. I mean, they was on tour in America and those Americans should have asked for the money back. That's how bad Chelsea were. Oh, they lost to Brighton as well. Yeah. Full team, lost yeah. to Brighton 3-1 a couple of yeah. years ago. Do you know what, what amazes me, though? All the Premier League sides for the last two or three seasons uh, have never, from what I've seen, never seen ready for the start of the season. Mm. Going back to to where it used to be uh, five, six, seven years ago, nobody seems to hit the ground running, do they? We all, they just, I don't know what it is. It I might be me thinking, you know, we don't play enough friendlies. Or one of the key reasons is the stupid internationals. Well, yeah, yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it think does all, cock the, all the teams just kind of say, right, well, we'll just hold it back. 
you're going to have to go away. We'll see who comes back injured, or who can get an injury just before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll start. Yeah. No, so you get another one, don't you? Three? Is it three games? Three games. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right, anyway, so we've looked at Saturday, uh, Sunday's game. So let's look at the season. What do we think? We, what do we think, first of all, what we're going to expect for us for this season? And what about perhaps people who, that we were, teams that we'll be competing against in our little section of the league? I'd be happy, again, with 16th, if I'm being honest. I'd be really happy. I'd love us to push on. And I think we've got within our capabilities to finish tenth. I do because I think that gap, that that little league of, of clubs, there's not a lot in it, and it's perhaps like a suspension, lack of injuries that'll will get you to the top of that. But uh, for me, I'd be happy with a sixteenth finish. I would be happy with sixteenth. Yeah. I'd be happy with seventeenth. Stay up on goal difference every year. That I think we stay up is a bonus. I think gotta be realistic. But this club, every year that. I know people, I know there's loads of fans, it winds me up as well when people say we go down, but we've got to be realistic, every year that we do stay up, it's a privilege, look at Blackburn and Bolton, mm-hmm. or both been on to bigger and better things, and look where they are now, so I'd be happy with 17, staying up on the last day, Chef United style, realistically I do think we can come higher than that, I think about 14 where I've been. Right. Pretty consistent with what I've said. Right, we'll see. Yeah. I think we'll climb one more place than we did last season. Oh, the problem is you have you got to look at teams who you're going to finish above. And the two teams we finished above last season, in QPR and Aston Villa, won't have as bad seasons again. QPR are just throwing money at anyone that has two legs, and Aston Villa was just so poor last season. They, they cannot be that bad again. You wouldn't so think you, so, but but then so then you got to look at teams that are going to drop back in. And finish below in the, in those positions and Stoke I'm, West Brom. I'm not sure Swansea. about Stoke. Stoke Norwich. always seem to Norwich. Norwich. No, I think the ones be Norwich and Swansea are almost certainly going to be down there. I'm not totally convinced by Reading or Southampton for all the money they've spent. West Ham could go either way. Who mm. knows? Mm-hmm. So there's certainly potential for finishing anywhere in mid-table. Fulham's on a ball for a window. Yeah, they could, you never know how, how that's going to happen, mm-hmm. is it? So it's quite difficult, isn't it, when you're trying to guess at this time? Cause yeah. You, you're sort oh, of yeah. you're doing what everybody else does to us. You're looking at the, the surface of a club and a few results and think, yeah, I'll judge them on that. And yet when anybody judges us on the fact that two or three results, you think, yeah, oh, come on, we're better than that. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but we're Latix fans. Yeah. yeah, that's why. <laughs> I think, I think it's in, I, one of the things I always worry about, especially when you're trying to predict anything, is your head versus your heart. You mm. know, what do you actually think? And am I just trying to be optimistic and, and trying to be hopeful? You know, got it right. Two years running. Um, I think we'll. I, I think I'll go with what Barry's saying and, and be just outside the top ten. I, I think that'll be the target. Mm. Um, certainly, they want to. to higher position more points because that's the first thing that he says at the start of any season mm-hmm. I think just outside the top 10 so I'll say 11-12 well one one of the things just going back to the higher points Matt I mean we did finish 15th last year so we've gone 16th 16th 15th but if you look in his first season we only got 36 points yeah and we've gone we've gone steadily up now only one place mm-hmm. when you look at the the cauldron of clubs who you could make a case for, I think, at least nine clubs who could mm. at least be down there battling mm. in the mix. 
I think this year could be the year where we maybe just put a bit of a gap. I think we'll come at 40th. I don't think we've mm. got the resources to maybe push on that little bit higher. I think that might be the, the thing that holds us back. Mm. But I do think we'll have an improvement on points. One thing that's mm. quite interesting, though, about the season just gone is because it was so close at the top and all the teams were beating each other. It means that the table's quite compact and there's not too many points between places. I don't think we'll see that again this season. I think City, especially Man City, will win a lot more games than they did last season. I think the teams at the top will win more games than they did last season, which means the whole thing is spread out, which means even if we finish at the same points as we did last season, Could be higher up. I have a feeling that it, 42 points might mean the, the fringes of mid-table. It could be 12th, mm. 11th position, like it has been in previous seasons. Mm. In Bruce's last year, we got 45, and we, we came 11th, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I think in the first year, we got 50, yeah, and came tenth, but yeah. I think fifty last year, wouldn't have got you in the top half. I think no. it, it was just shy, so it gives you an idea that some years. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think City will win more Do games. Not? not when they got eighty-nine points, which is banging on record form. Yeah, I have a feeling about them this season. Don't know why. That's it for this episode, and we'll see you all next week. Come on!